Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or TOTTB. My name is John and I'll be your Percival today. This week, will Percival or Zibby manage to find their quarry in the baths? Will Siliqui manage to find her way back to the others? And, most importantly, will Rana ever manage to find out what happened to that gecko? Remember you can say hi to us on any social media platform that we happen to be on. Facebook, Instagram or Twitter on TOTTB Podcast. Come say hi and have a look at our stupid memes. But now please enjoy once again our journey into Chult. Adventure. Percival Silverlight. Zibby and myself have decided to follow the person caught trailing us into the local baths. We are quite sure that they came this way, so the only reasonable thing to do would be to disrobe and follow them into the water. Drawing a blank in the main bathing area, we considered our options and found our next course of action to be a full assault upon the private rooms. Zibi has suggested acting drunk. I have been drunk, and I am a superlative actor. This should be easy. Siliqui is still out in the city. I assume that she'll head back this way. Rana, on the other hand, has been talking to the orderly by the main entrance. I doubt you'll find out much, though, and certainly not anything to do with the location of our target. Adventure! Uh, so Rana, Rana feels like, you know, he has, he has dispensed a pearl of great wisdom. Mm. Um, and with a spring in his step, um, despite the lightness of his wallet, uh, Rana then marches off um, quite briskly um, through the door into the changing rooms, heading off to the bathhouse. Um, when he gets there, um, he disrobes, etc. Um, so he can uh, so he can go into the bathhouse. He keeps on uh, rather than using a towel. He goes for a small purple leather kilt from some beast <laughs> that's been slain in the jungle um, because he likes purple. And then he enters the bathhouse. Siliqui, mm-hmm. I'd like you to make another perception roll for me, please. Mm. Uh, Thirteen. Okie dokie. Rana, you are heading on into the bathhouse, yes? Yeah. Um, uh, let's get back to so Zibby and Percival. You guys are about to enact this drunken <laughs> break-in <laughs> of uh, some some private uh, private rooms, I believe. Is that is that the plan? More or less. Uh, yeah, I believe it was. It's more or less. Okay, right. a good plan, but it is a plan. <laughs> It is a plan. Yes, yeah. let's see how this how this goes. All right, okay. So, 
I'm going to say the time span that this works on is enough that you can probably try this once before Runner <laughs> okay. comes in to alert you of the information he's just got. How are you going to proceed? Are you just going to go up to a door and try and like, go uh, in? Or? I'm, I'm guessing we go up to one that is engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of stumble into it. Uh, yeah, kind of as, as we're stumbling into it, I'd like to be knocking the door and seeing if I can sort of just push it open. Yeah. Okay, right. So what I'd like from the two of you is a performance roll, which Zibby can make at advantage <laughs> to pretend that you have gone from sober to drunk. Zibby was halfway. Um, so yeah. in that case, let me roll two dice. And... Oh, uh, you can also, Zibby, you can add your proficiency bonus if you don't have it for uh, performance in this instance, because it's acting drunk, which I kind of assume you have proficiency in. Uh, in that case, it's a plus <laughs> yeah. three, which gives me um, either 19 or 22. Um, so That'll be a 22, then. That'll be a 22. Okay, so, yep. They've rolled well. Nicely, uh, nicely and, inebriated there. And uh, personal... And, uh, Percival is 19. 19. Excellent. They're both com- convincing drunks. Yeah. Okay, so a pair of incredibly intoxicated men stagger out of the bars. Um, and Just suddenly intoxicated as well. Yes, suddenly intoxicated. I mean, there are alcoholic drinks, like, available. You have to buy them. Yeah. But um, I assume you're just, yeah, you're just, you've just gone from zero to 100 very quickly. Yeah. I'd, uh, as we go by, like a uh, like a small table where there are some like uh, discarded glasses, I just sort of pick one up somehow. Okay, <laughs> so um, as you sort of go and you bash, I think is the best word to describe the way you go up against this door. Um, you're kind of pretending to fall onto it whilst knocking. Is that's the idea, Percival? So, sort of, yes, yeah. Um, yep. Are you yeah, trying yeah. to knock the handle to open no, it? No, no, just kind of open it, but be knocking at the same time. And uh, like, it, I just want—I'm checking to see whether it's open. Firstly, like with the handle. Um, okay. Like in that kind of. Oh, sorry, I forgot to wait for you to say yes. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So as you fall against it, uh, the first thing that you notice is that the door, whilst it has the label on it saying "engage." is also locked so the handle doesn't it turns but you can't open it from this side without force fair Uh, enough (laughs) you also notice a toga clad assistant very fastly walking towards you guys looking fairly stern-ish clearly with this sort of like look of maybe going to tell you off Is, is it um, a different guy to... Uh, it's not Florian. The, the one that's not Florian anymore. It's not Florian. It's not Florian, no. It, it is a different person. Okay. It is Florian point two. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Lucian. That is what you notice. You knock. Um, there doesn't appear to be like an answer, but you have right. got time to sort of react to the situation you find yourself in, having just opened a door and you can see someone has noticed and is coming over to talk to you. Okay, I, I'd like to... But you have an open door, have you? We, no, locked? no. We've... That also extends to you, Zibi, as well. Obviously, you, yeah, you course, notice yeah. this as well, is that you're kind of like, you're, yeah. you're pretending to be drunk, you realise the Percival hasn't been able to open the door, and there is somebody coming over towards you. Percival, what are you What are you going to do? Um, I, I would like to... Um, so I can't hear anything on the inside, though. Doesn't sound like it, but you're not sure if that's because... It's a bit echoey in there, so it's hard sure. to tell if sure. it's because you can't hear it over it, or just because there yeah, is no noise coming from the other that side. That is fair. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that 
the Zippy's kind of next to me and he's sort of doing the same mm-hmm. same thing More as me. Less, he's, yeah. like, he's pushing up yes. against the door. So, More or less, yeah. so I, I would like to let Zippy kind of continue on, as it were, trying to open the door. And, and I kind of stumble over to the guy in the toga. I wander over and I say, Oh, hello! I was just wondering if you'd be able to help me. Me and my brother here. <laughs> Both of us have... We've lost our, our, our wee brother. I, I was just wondering if you would be able to help us. I I'm sure he's in there. Slightly Eastern European mixed with... <laughs> <laughs> mixed, mixed with what sounds like Liverpool. Are you a Dutch Latvian man living in Liverpool? That's the <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of Mrs. Doubtfire. With, oh, hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Are you covering your upper chest with two saucepan lids? <laughs> <laughs> I've only been a woman for five minutes and hot flushes already. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> God, how does this? How does this person react to this? Um, <laughs> Bearing in mind, they look absolutely nothing alike, and Percy is yes. clearly half elf. Yep. <laughs> He's my half brother. Okay, sorry, sorry. Why? While I try and fathom exactly how this person's going to react to this, let's deal with Zibby. Um, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Zibby, Zibby, what are you? What are you going to do? What I would like to try and do um, is, mm-hmm. uh, if I explain it before uh, before we get into the mechanics of how to do it, um, is I yeah, would like to um, kind of pretend to accidentally slip and fall very hard against the door. <laughs> <laughs> like Whoops. a battering ram. Basically, yeah. <laughs> he's a big lad. He's a big lad, and it's, it's, it's slippery, it's and I'm, in quotes, it's actually, it's drunk. Um, that is and true. And naked. You that know, there's no true. roof on your and feet. Naked, yeah. uh, so I've got a battering ram. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that, if I remember correctly, a ram, it's essentially an unarmed attack. Against the door, yeah, yeah. So, which is which not prone, uh, but it is um, obviously immobile. Yeah, it's, so you get, you get advantage. Is, well, if it's immobile, isn't it an automatic hit, or is it an automatic crit? One of the two. Um, I think it's. Hang on. <laughs> let me let me find this. Hold on, attacking attacking <laughs> an animate object. Yeah, because it um, can't right move out the way. Because here's the thing. An inanimate object usually has an AC, which implies yeah. that you can still miss it. In the sense that yeah. you haven't necessarily missed it, or it's just that you have... I am, in quotes, drunk. Yeah, you aren't, so you aren't pretending to be drunk. There is also the potential that the door is much more sturdier than you anticipate, and therefore you don't use enough force. This is also Which true. I think is where the AC comes into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, any distractible, use common sense when determining a character's success at damaging an object. Uh, for the purpose of these rules, an object is a discrete inanimate item like a window, door, sword, book, blah, blah, blah. Not a building or a vehicle that's composed of many other objects. Statistics. When time is a factor, you can assign an armor class and hit points to a destructible object. You can give it immunities, resistance and vulnerabilities to a specific type. So I think the way I'm going to run this um, is... <clears throat> I think I want you to roll an attack on it, Zibby, <laughs> to incorporate in actually, you know, right. attacking it correctly. So now my attack bonus would be plus five, I think, because that's 
strength. So this is probably yeah, because this is like a melee attack. Yeah, so, so it'd be strength, strength, strength plus proficiency. So yeah, so that'd be plus five. Well, that's the thing. Do you have proficiency in unarmed combat? Because this is unarmed. It's not a. It's not with a weapon exactly. No, I don't. I suppose I don't. No, so I think yeah, it will be with plus strength, but not with plus proficiency. Okay, so plus three then. Yeah. <laughs> now we get a natural one, and I knock myself out on the door handle. I mean that's sixteen. That's a sixteen to hit yeah. it. Okay, yes. You managed to do a solid thwack on the door. I'd like a second roll, d twenty plus your strength again. This time with your proficiency. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay, So. As Percival goes to do this, you step away from Zibby to sort of say, hello, can I can I help you? <laughs> and then behind you is just this almighty crack as uh, Zibby slips and goes headlong into the door and the door opens. The locking mechanism stays where it is in the door <laughs> and just breaks open and you sort of tumble forwards into the room, Zibby. As this plays out in front of him, Percival, you see that the attendant goes very rapidly from stern, but kind of, okay, this is, you know, customer knows best, to just sort of immediate, like, excuse me, no, what is what is happening here? You're clearly out of order. I'm falling over, I'm falling over again, oh, and again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brother's rather drunk. He's got that disease, it's called falling over disease. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth, you... No, this is intolerable. I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Please leave this establishment. You are making... I didn't do nothing. (laughs) No, you and your brother are disturbing the peace. Uh, There's no peace around here. You can see the man turns and calls to another masseuse who sort of very quickly heads out the door to where you're not sure. Zibby, however, you have a chance to pick yourself up and I assume you have a look around the room? Absolutely. As you look up, you see that there is a couple in this room let's just say engaged in uh, some discreet acts that they perhaps didn't want a drunk Scotsman bursting in on (laughs) (laughs) did you find him Zibby? (laughs) Uh, the woman screeches and hops off of the uh, massage table and backs off while the man gets up and just goes what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? Not as well as you, apparently. <laughs> Get on, out! Get out up. right this instant, <laughs> sir. Okay. Zibby, uh, what are you going to do in response to this? Are you going to get up? What are you... Because the guy has sort of hopped off the table. He hasn't got enough... Uh, clothes on? want for a better word, movement to actually get... Well, yeah, he hasn't got any clothes on, but he looks like he's spoiling for a fight. Um... um I, I stand I stand up to my full sort of six foot four, uh, eighteen stone mm-hmm. rugby player physique, and go, are you sure? Okay, roll me an intimidation, please. <laughs> it, it worked well before. Um, so uh, intimidation is plus. Uh, We're going to get into a naked fight for no reason. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> Uh, 14 okie dokes so you see the man he definitely loses something he's he's clearly was looking for a fight while you're on the floor when you stood up and were very clearly not inebriated he immediately just sort of like backs away a bit more but he's still sort of shouting at you to get out 
and is calling for the other masseuses, calling for help. Outside, Percival, you see that uh, while you're arguing with the masseuse in front of you, the other masseuse comes back in. Sort of three more, run, three more run from the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> the other masseuse comes back in and is starting to head on round towards you. You're still not entirely sure what's going in. It is at this point that Rana, you walk into the room. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. So um, Rana, Rana, seeing this, he um, he closes his eyes and he, he. It's not a prayer that he mutters and chokes under his breath. It's like um. It's like you're in the jungle and you're by the river and you catch a big juicy fish. And just as you're about to get it back onto onto land, like you you slip, stub your toe, um, get covered in mud and then the fish swims away. It's like a spirits give me strength kind of comment. And he just... Basically swearing. He swears, essentially. (laughs) Sort of, yeah, but it's more like... It's aspiration, kind of, of, yeah. For the love of God. What a... It's that kind of exasperation, yeah, that's uh, that's the word I'm looking for. I've just found out that she's for what the fuck have they done now? Yeah, (laughs) basically. So he, um... Rana, basically, Rana mutters, like, a a little prayer to the Chingas uh, along the lines of spare me from these morons. Um, and then he looks around. Uh, are there any? Um, are there any uh, bath attendants who are not involved in the altercation? Um, there is probably one or two um, <laughs> that are sort of like watching and seem to be dithering about what exactly to do. So Rara approaches one of them uh, quite directly, and uh, yeah, he just makes he pretty much just ignores what's going on. Um, pretty much dismissing it as just just typical city dweller behaviour really nonsense and yeah. so he approaches he, he makes a beeline for one of the unattended ones uh, and, and gets his attention mm-hmm. the attendant sort of looks towards you and is clearly very very distressed at what is happening so he's trying to sort of say just kind of like yeah, yes how how can I um, um, oh blimey what's it how can I help you Rana uh, in response uh Rana, uh, whilst uh, catching his eye, makes the gesture. <laughs> Roll me. <laughs> Roll me. Oh, what's Here this going to be? This is going to be. This is going to be a wisdom roll of some kind. I'm just trying to work out which one I'm going to make you do. Medicine. No. <laughs> is it animal I... handling? Because I'm handling my own body. No, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, I think it's going to be. Let's make it a wisdom saving throw. I think makes the most sense. Oh, dokey. Uh, that's twelve plus three, so fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, bear with me. I'm having to work a couple of things out here. I'd say we're acting as distraction. <laughs> I'd say fairly distracting, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. You're very distracting, so I'm not sure the person in question is paying attention to what Rana's doing. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm working out now. It's just like, they see what you're doing, and you see there's a there's a frown creases their face. They're still kind of dividing their attention between the two of you. It's peculiar, because you're not getting as much attention as perhaps you were expecting, but a frown goes across their face as they just sort of say... Sir, just if you if you want to use the services, I, I'm sure 
Or well, actually, maybe it maybe it would be best to just uh, just just head on back out. This might not be the best of times to to be in the bathhouse. I'm I'm not really sure. There just seems to be confusion. There's an element of recognition there, but there just seems to also be overwhelming confusion. Prana <laughs> uh, frowns slightly and says, "You can help me, yes." Uh, he looks again, because presumably you're sort of still doing, every once in a while, doing that motion, or you just sort yeah. of done it once? Uh, no, I'll do it one more time. I'll do it a second time. He, after a moment of sort of like glancing back and forth, points you in the direction of a door and says, but you'll probably want your clothes. It's rather sort of, he, he narrows his eyes slightly and he sighs as though this is all, you know, a great deal of effort. He says, uh... <laughs> So be it. Though usually I prefer to go without. <laughs> and then uh, he, he spins on one heel and uh, almost as though like he's, he's motioning the attendant to follow him. And he sort of uh, he, he stalks out back through the door uh, and, and hurriedly gets dressed again and gathers his gear. Okay, so you're just basically going back to the changing rooms and getting changed, yeah? Uh, meanwhile, outside, Siliqui... Mm-hmm. You are running on up, and what exactly are you doing? Where are you going at this point? Because so far you've sort of run up and around, and you haven't actually seen any sign of the others yet. You've kind of got up towards the bathhouse for the time being? Yeah, so she's probably going to be sort of round here, round here area, because that's where she left them, mm-hmm. know, to go kind of round this sort of area. She's just going to sort of hang around this area, um, because she knows that's the area they went in in the hopes that because this is quite a large wide corridor all the way around the outside she hopes mm-hmm. that she would hear someone or something somewhere that she might be able to find them after a couple of minutes you see one of the uh, masseuses from the bathhouse run across from the bathhouse into this building here which is the mm-hmm. little fort-like defense building that is attached to the chain going across the harbor <laughs> God. God. Right, so uh, but she's that is, going that, to... is, that is just what you see. You see them run into there. They don't stop to, like, talk to you or anything. They just run yeah. on in. But she's going to walk around the back of the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. So if I was looking at the map, the right-hand side, which is more coastal... It's the west. Um, yeah, it's the okay, yeah, coast. The yeah. west. Um, Siliqui goes around that side because there's less buildings or anything else, so she can sort of sneak around there a bit more. And then there's a tiny little building thing between the bathhouse and this fort thing. As you're doing that, Percival, what are you doing? You have a man in front of you who is still arguing with you and actually starts to say that uh, that if you don't get out, uh, they will call the city guard on you. Okay, uh, so, so Percival holds up his hands in a kind of placating manner um, and, he, and he just says... Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Let me just get my brother and then we can go out of your hair. Thomas the Tank Engine was a very naughty engine. <laughs> Give me a persuasion roll, please. Oh, God. Uh, hang on. Oh, blimey. Nine. <laughs> it's all right. He got a one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the masseuse clearly quite agitated says very well get your brother and get out of here please 
This is just more than a scene, and please get out of here. My apologies, my good man. <laughs> and what do you do in response to that? Do you, do you turn and get Zibby? What, what, what? We're Romanian now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this damn D&D party. <laughs> I can just say, can I just, can I just say that during, during these difficult lockdown times where no one can travel, I think us and our listeners should appreciate uh, the fact that Percy can take you on a journey across entire continents, cultures and countries within the span of a single insane sentence. Um, <laughs> Come with me on a journey of imagination. <laughs> God, Percy's suddenly a weird Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, per- uh, Percival heads over to where Zibby is and just, just kind of taps him on the shoulder and says, I think we should be going. Grabs uh, Zibby uh, just, just on the shoulder, gently so as not to startle him. <laughs> Zibby. <laughs> Nothing worse than a startled Zibby. No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to throw dang- punch. <laughs> Zibby, what Nothing is uh, what is your reaction to this turn of affairs? The guy in the room is clearly still shouting at you, and Percival comes in and says, "You know, we should, we should probably get out of here." In a, again, a very strange voice that he was using from before. <laughs> How are you going to react to all of this? What are you What are you going to do, Zibby? <laughs> uh, he's he's going to look at uh, Percy. He'll look back at the naked man that's shouting at me. Uh, he's going, oh, but we were just getting on so famously well. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we must away. There's going to be some sort of harassment suit against you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, Jimmy, there's, there's going to be plenty of other naked men around we can harass. <laughs> oh, we must away. <laughs> Off to the rest of our lives. <laughs> you need to be careful about that. It spins alone. <laughs> so, where are the pair of you going? Are you guys heading back to the changing rooms? Just, uh, oh yeah, I, I think so, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After, this, <laughs> after this shenanigans, the masseuse <laughs> who uh, told you to leave escorts you by kind of following just behind you. Siliqui, outside, um, yes. you see the masseuse that ran into the fort comes out with about three guards who all look rather peeved at having to be coming out into the rain. Uh, Sort of one of them even is still sort of like adjusting the strap of his helmet as they come out Um, and start making their way with the masseuse over to the bathhouse. I've just got this image of Zippy coming out, just clutching all of his clothes under one arm, start naked, marching out the Stomping and not caring like the fact that he's naked. Just, fuck's sake. Roll me an insight or perception. <laughs> I'm not sure you have to. I don't think she does. No, but I just I'm, I'm still wanting to. I still wanted to roll it just to see if she can put hey, two me. and two together. What silicone? Yeah, silicone. Okay. <laughs> How hard is this going to be? <laughs> uh, perception, did you say? Yeah, I was, well, uh, perception 20. or insight, either one. Uh, perception, twenty. Twenty. Yeah, this is probably your guys. you told them to go right uh, and now there's guards heading to the bathhouse you're just kind of like I think I know what's happened here I mean well it's not exactly you know exactly what's happened but you've you've got an idea of who might be uh, who they might be getting called out for Um, she waits until the guards have kind of gone past you know towards bathhouse so there's enough of a gap between her and the guards so they Mm -hmm. can't see her and she 
slightly stealthily starts trying to work her way round to the front of the bathhouse so she can actually peer and see what's going on without necessarily running in guns blazing so to speak (laughs) (laughs) slightly exasperated like for fuck's sake i've just done i've just gone all the halfway around port news are on my (laughs) own very big walk everyone left me and now what the fuck are they got themselves into yeah (laughs) okay as soliloquy is following them in rana you getting changed in the changing rooms have zibby and percival walk in and the three of you can now sort of like recognize each other and realize that, ah, you're in the same room again, where you were all of, what, 10, 15 minutes 10, ago? 15 minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> the where chaos, you all got drunk. The yeah. chaos that we have created in, in like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's insane. Okay, Rana, what kind of reaction do you have to seeing them coming in? Possibly, I don't know, do you guys feel like you'd be looking a bit sheepish or you're just kind of strutting into the room? Uh, I, I, I think uh, Percival still has his hands up, but he's he's kind of strutting along. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand. I mean, oh, I understand that <laughs> I've done something wrong. <laughs> Which is why I'm going to leave. Rada, what's your reaction to seeing this? May I keep the towel? <laughs> I'm not sure I would even know what to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the man steering rather, and I'm genuinely unsure. As to what to say. Um, it's all right if you want. To, if you want us to just cut it there and just say that for expediency's sake, just like whisk you out of the bathhouse, we can do. I, d- I don't know yeah, whether or not no, you guys, especially, have anything fair. you want to role play just now. No, no, I, no. I, I genuinely, I don't know how Rana would respond to it. Yeah. Uh, Zibby, is there anything in particular you want to uh, do Confused, or respond probably. with this? <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I, I think the... Uh, well, uh, actually, no, I, I, Zibby's just going to grab his clothes and walk out. It's fine. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to just have a moment where we're stood outside the bathhouse and uh, Percival's got his, his stuff rolled up under one arm. Still, Still naked. naked. <laughs> uh, but he's got his... He's got He's got, tiny got, towel. He's got yeah. his tiny towel on. <laughs> just turns around to... Uh, he's, he's stood between uh, Zibby and Rana. And uh, he just turns around to both of them and says, Well, I think that went rather well. I knew you were going to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it went better than I expected, to be honest. <laughs> I agree. The guards, after a slightly irate and frankly rather annoyed conversation with the uh, masseuses to just establish that actually, you know, is is, is everything okay now? Um, and with you guys actually leaving, they do assure them that, yeah, it is it is all right. The guards give you guys a bit of a telling off, just saying, mind your ale. The place is a public bathhouse. There's no need to terrorize the users. They then slouch off back to the uh, fort. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Oh, God. That's incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anyway, for for those listening to the podcast, uh, Nick's just posted uh, a picture of Tormund saying, I saw your pecker. (laughs) 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 Which I think is the perfect way of summing up up this today's session. With a tiny, tiny little gap between his fingers. (laughs) Siloquy, any kind of reaction you want to seeing these guys being literally frog marched out of the uh, bathhouse well Siliqui she wanted this person that was watching them found she doesn't know if they managed to get anywhere with him um, she would probably sort of stand back and wait for them to sort of look her direction and sort of just 
put just sort of a couple of fingers up in the air, you know, as in like, hey, I'm over here, but not so everybody else that isn't the three of them mm. can see her do it. You know, so it's like, oh God. She doesn't necessarily have to admit, oh yeah, I'm associated with these people. I know them, yeah. <laughs> in front of the guards. Yeah, yeah I think per- Percival wanders over with all, all, like still in the towel. Actually, he should just have his boots on. <laughs> <laughs> The retcon slightly and say that actually, much as I enjoy that mental image, I highly doubt they would let you just walk out without uh, actually just getting dressed. I'm going to slightly retcon you on that. I just my just, apologies. Just, just think that's a little bit too silly, given that they're you know setting you out into the world because you're too drunk. I feel like leaving you naked is just it's just quite apart from anything else. There's poor etiquette on their part. No, 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 no. I've... <laughs> <laughs> well, take your goddamn towel, then. He throws it back into the bathroom. What the bloody hell have you lot got yourself into? Um, well, we got into a room. Um, we weren't sure it was the room we wanted. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. We, we chased the uh, the perpetrator into uh, said establishment. Um, and uh, we uh, had an encounter with a broom. And... Uh, <laughs> A broom? Uh, what do you mean? It's a long story. And listen to the podcast. And uh, <laughs> we we then uh, decided to see if we could find the perpetrator within the baths. But we couldn't. So we pretended to be slightly drunk. And then we got thrown out. Perhaps I'm missing a few things. I don't know if I'm glossing over the unimportant bits here. But, you know. So you went in, you followed somebody in, and then you lost them. Yes. And then you made it, you made tits of yourselves. Well, I'm out. not entirely certain what you mean. But yes. All right, you made you made asses of yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, more or less. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, Rana, did you join in with them or? What? No, Rana says uh, I spoke to the attendant. The one who hit me with the broom. I told you about the broom. He looks around and he says, I, uh, I asked him if he knew anything about the man or the person we followed. He would not tell me any more information, but he did say that the man used a sign. A sign that has some hidden meaning to those who work within the bathhouse. He would not tell me uh, what this sign truly means uh, and I had to bribe him with some gold to get him to tell me hmm. but, but I now know the secret sign and Rana nods as though he's being very sage and he says uh, he says I was going to use this sign to gain more information when your distraction happened <laughs> do the people in the bathhouse have they associated you particularly with these two Rana says, perhaps, but these two do not know the sign. It is a sign that I think is important. Perhaps I can try again later, when there is not so much disruption. Yeah, I I was wondering, um, I mean, me and you at some point, we could um, go back together without these lot. Um, I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't you that was thrown out. I, I mean... I'm assuming you, you just got attacked with a broom, I'm assuming. I'm not sure why. Rana says, I was attacked with the broom when I was a dog. Oh, a dog. Which was before I was a man. <laughs> and then he pauses slightly and he says, I understand that this is confusing. And then his eyes light up suddenly. 
He steps forward quite close to Siliqui, quite an urgent look on his face, and he says, like looking into her eyes, and he says, tell me, this is important. <laughs> you would have asked me if I got sandwiches, haven't you? <laughs> Did the gecko speak to you? What gecko? Rana smiles and he steps back and he nods quite smugly and he says, The gecko did not find you. And then he laughs under his breath slightly evenly and he says, Excellent. And then mutters a word under his breath in Chelton that's quite a rude, you know, it's quite a rude phrase, something along the lines of, you know, sort of, you know, that'll teach him bastard lizard. Something along those lines in Chelton. He nods, looking quite smug and folds his arms and looks quite pleased and just sort of rests back on his heels. Oh, yeah. No, I, the only person I met on my travels um, who was friendly enough to talk to me was a, a lovely um, dwarf called um, Sable. Beautiful purple eyes, but other than him, no, I, um, I saw some weird things. Is that uh, of the Staffordshire Sables? I don't, I, I don't. Are you referring to the brushes? Are you referring to... The Windsor and Newton Sables. in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> the dealer around these Sables. Barra looks confused and says, a stable is where you keep a dinosaur, yes? No, a How sable. Could... A, sa- a sable, without the teeth. Without the teeth, Rana. What, what, what is a sable? I think it's a small animal that some people uh, make, make um, brushes out of to make pretty art. A bit like a ferret. I don't spend the money on brushes like that. I tend to just use the um, the hog hair instead. Rana nods and says, there is much hair on a hog. And so this is some great piece of wisdom that, you know, people would be glad to know. Again, this is known. <laughs> yes. yes it is, this is the it, way. Yes, it, it, it is known. <laughs> and then uh, Rana is feeling very pleased with uh, the magical... Uh, enchantment he placed on the lizard. I sort of nudge Silicon and I say, Do you remember the lizard? The one from our room in the tavern. Who said he saw nothing? Oh, the one that, um, that, that you started doing some weird noises at and started like squeaking and making some strange noises back at you and then and then you seemed rather miffed. This, this lizard. Yes. He says, <laughs> that, he says, he says, this evening he says, it's my greatest achievement. He says, greater, greater even than this. And then he produces the victory peanut. Very <laughs> <laughs> to see. A wonderful phrase. <laughs> and, then, and then he puts it back into the hat, which is also in his pocket. So it's a nut in a hat in a pocket. And he puts it down <laughs> to his pocket. And he says, I found that lizard once again this evening. His lack of effort last time. Ha, he says. This time, I have sent him far from the city. He will walk all day and all night, and then he will find himself in the jungle, surrounded by many dangers. Rana sits back, looking very pleased with himself, and says, uh, this will teach him to live as a lizard should, not lounging <laughs> on a wall eating scraps. But Rana, says, is that not a little cruel? Like, what if he's got a family? What if you've just sent him away? And what if he's got children and um, some, you know, he needs to provide and then you've just made him go and potentially be eaten in the wild? I'm just wondering here, are we honestly discussing the well-being of a lizard? Yes, Percival, we are. It's important to Rana, so we are discussing it. Yes. I was wondering who the hell we were bloody chasing. Well, 
that's important too, but I, I don't know. Oh, but bear with me. I just remembered. Vanna, I've got something for you. And she takes out the other half of the bag of nuts that she had um, <laughs> left over from lunch and hands them to Rana. <laughs> More nuts, Rana. Rana. Rana immediately starts snacking on the nuts, but he looks very mildly troubled about something, but just eats the nuts while staring into the distance. Fair enough. <laughs> Have I worried you, Rana? Rana glances at Siliquine and carries on sort of muttering and eating the nuts and he says, you're right, he says, the lizard may have had family. And then he nods and says, there will be more of them to find and send outside the walls. And then carries on eating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm so ending an episode on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 